When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get this party started. Hey, coming up, we have stories about angry bartenders, jackpot winnings drama, sister-in-law wedding drama, offensive bosses, a great spicy reward story, and all the latest cake stories, of course. Stay tuned because uh, one of these stories might just be about you. Am I the astronaut for blowing up at my husband for messing with my alarm and causing me to miss my exam? I, female 23, have been married to my husband, male 26, for a year. I'm in my last year of university and have been so, so busy for the last two weeks, with many projects and finals looming. My husband complains about seeing me studying and not doing activities together or hanging out with friends anymore. I've told him it's not going to last forever and that I need to focus because this is my last year and it's been the hardest. The day before the exam, he wanted me to go with him to a friend's birthday party. I refused because I was busy preparing for my exam. He pleaded with me saying, it's just one hour, and talked about how his friends will be upset if I'm not there. I said no and shut down any further discussions. He got upset and called me selfish and inconsiderate, but then dropped it. Before I went to bed, I set my alarm clock like I always do since I'm a heavy sleeper and I stayed up late studying. The next morning, I woke up at 9 a.m. I literally freaked out and checked my alarm and found that it was set to go off at 9.30 a.m. I had no idea how this happened until my husband told me he did this to repay me for refusing to take one one hour to attend the party so he took this hour from my time. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely blew up at him just yelling and screaming at him left and right. He just stood there shocked from my reaction and my rage. I got dressed quickly and rushed to the university. They didn't let me into the exam hall. I got into a lot of hassle to get them to reschedule the exam especially since I had no legit reason as to why I was late. It was awful is all I can say. I went home and my husband and I stopped speaking to each other. He kept acting as if I hurt his feelings and traumatized him by yelling and that I deserve what he did since he was frustrated with my continual refusal to attend all events for the past two weeks. I might be wrong for not considering it, but I think that my exam should be a priority and his way of teaching me a lesson was not right. So the original question here was, am I the astronaut for blowing up at my husband for messing with my alarm and causing me to miss my exam? Hell no. This is an NTA 
NTA animation, although you're not going to see it, but NTA garbage, dude. Gar- okay. Uh, and, and yeah, I'd like to reinforce that brozo with another brozo because OP, you are acting responsible here. He didn't want you to be responsible. He wasn't thinking about the long game here. He wasn't thinking about the ramifications of failing this exam or not being there for it. He wanted you to just go have fun with him instead. I think this is a larger red flag that you have to look at as a signal for the rest of your life because someone who wants to shirk responsibility, even when it's the biggest exam of your educational career to go party for one night, probably isn't going to be a super responsible life partner. You know what I mean? Not going to be a great life partner. Uh, Dude needs to grow up. You get NTA for this. He's on Ask On One. This was a terrible, terrible thing to do to you. Terrible thing. We'll take him to Ask On One. We'll get our pink lights. At least we get that. We get our light changes in the background. It's a, yeah, it's a big sign for things to come. Someone who's willing to sabotage you like this and not take any responsibility themselves, victimize themselves for getting in trouble for the bullshit that they pulled. I think you've got to look at this and, and say, in the next chapter of my life, is this the person that I see with me? Oh shit. And you're married. For a year, year one's hard. Year one's really hard. But man, this is uh, this is not okay. So I think what you can do at this point, because you're married, is is say, look, this is a hard boundary that you will not cross again. And if you can't guarantee that right now, and you can't suck it up, and you can't be responsible, then we have to look at at what the options here for for going separate ways. Otherwise, you're accepting a shit ton of risk moving forward with your life. What happens when when you have a giant presentation at work the next day that you have to prepare for? And he's like, oh, I want you to come party. And you're like, nah, I'd rather keep my job or get this promotion or whatever. And he can't think about the big 30,000 foot view. He can't think about the big picture. He just just wants to have fun. <laughs> Him being 26 is is compounding red flags here. Because if at that point you haven't got the, you haven't figured out when it's not okay to go party because you have important shit to do the next day, then there's a problem. The severity of this is deal breaking. Am I the astronaut for losing my shit on the bartender at my husband's favorite lunch spot? My husband is a lunchtime regular at a little dive bar in our town. They don't serve amazing food or anything. They just have really cheap lunch specials. My husband runs a small handyman company and often eats lunch at this bar. He even takes some of his helpers out for lunch occasionally to this bar, even though the food isn't good. It makes sense because of how cheap it is for the amount of food they can get. I've been to this bar a few times with him and some of our friends on Friday nights. There was one other incident where some of his friends almost got into a fight with some other customers, but other than that, it's a pretty chill place to hang out. It might also help to know that I am a committed dog mom. It seems a little random, but I'm sure it's going to come into play here in a minute. I've struggled with infertility and we recently lost our sixth pregnancy and we were expecting twins. So I've been a little bit off my rocker and extra protective of my sweet Australian shepherd, Copper. He's almost four years old and he is literally the light of my life. Ah, so sorry for your loss. A few weeks ago, he sliced open his leg while playing fetch. I didn't see that he had injured himself for a couple of days, so when I realized it, I overcompensated by paying extra close attention to him and taking him to town with me so that I can make sure it doesn't get infected. So the first day that I took him to town, my husband wanted to meet for lunch, and so I suggested a few places that we could take copper and sit on the patio, and he replied that the dive bar in question also had a patio. So I agreed, and we met at the dive bar. There were no signs up anywhere about not having dogs, so we took our place on the patio. My husband went inside to place our lunch order. We both ordered chicken 
chicken fried steak. A few minutes later, the bartender came out and brought us silverware and salt and pepper and napkins. Looked at my dog, made eye contact with me, then turned around and walked away. About 50 minutes later, she brought our food to us, set it in front of us, and proceeded to tell me that they do not allow dogs and that we would have to leave. Oh, I lost my shit. I went back into the bar and asked the bartender why she waited to bring us our food before she told us we couldn't have the dog out there. Explained to her that it felt as though she trapped us into having to pay for a meal that we would likely have to take to go. And chicken fried steak is not something you can easily eat in a vehicle. This is true. But challenge accepted. I don't know if she expected me to just put the dog in the car when it was 95 degrees out, but I was not having any of that. She got in my face and started screaming at me that she had no idea that the dog was out there before she brought our food. And I screamed at her and we went back and forth for about two minutes before I started walking back out to the patio to grab all of my dog and my stuff to leave. She followed me out to the patio, screaming at me to never come back. Personally, it's not a loss for me. It's not a place that I would choose to go for food, and it's only and it's not the only bar in town to get a drink at with friends, but my husband was very upset. He was really worried that he wouldn't be able to find anywhere that is as cheap to eat lunch, and I do feel bad for him having consequences to my actions, but I truly do not think that I was the asshole for telling the bartender that what she did was wrong. Maybe I was an asshole for how I went about it, but I honestly don't regret it. The last couple of years, it's felt like all I've done is try to be a kind and honest and good person and I just get walked all over and it was the last straw. I'm sure my recent loss hasn't helped with my overall mood, but I truly think that the bartender was a giant dishonest asshole. Am I the ass cannot? Okay, uh, uh, so if, if this went down like you're saying it went down and... What the important pivotal point here is we both ordered chicken fried steak. A few minutes later, the bartender came out and brought us silverware and salt and pepper and napkins. Looked at my dog, made eye contact with me, then turned around and walked away. Okay, so she noticed the bartender make eye contact with the dog. Saw her look directly at the dog, then look at OP and then walk inside. New. Also, whenever she brought, whenever the bartender brought the food out... About 15 minutes later, she brought her food down to us, set it in front of us, and proceeded to tell me that they do not allow dogs and that we would have to leave. Okay, so the way this is written, the way that I think this went down, OP, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like she walked out and no sooner than setting the food down in front of you was like, oh, we don't allow dogs in here, you'll have to leave. And if that's the case, she had this response teed up in her mouth already and was ready to just, was already ready to deliver this line to you along with the food. So... If that's the case, yeah, what she did was a big old asshole move. Um, yes, you ordered something that is incredibly hard to eat to go and doesn't keep super well. So that that is an asshole move. And it may have been an overreaction because of everything that was going on with you there. But if this truly went down the way that that you've described it here, then I think that you get an NTA and the bartender gets an asshole vote here. Where, 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 oh, where would bartender be on here? Could have done it differently, should have done it differently, definitely shouldn't have done that or you're a terrorist human i don't think it's a terrible human thing to do uh you know it could have been it could have been like saw the dog went inside to to verify with coworkers or management or whoever that they did or did not allow dogs in there and then waited until the next time bartender was coming out to deliver that line which wasn't the right move should have done that differently that's where i'm at here should have done it differently i don't think it's a definitely shouldn't have done that i think it was a choice of how it was delivered it was a delivery question here. So uh, I'm going to say ask on three for bartender, which is not a gigantic, huge asshole. It's not, it's not huge, but OP, like you said, 
everything everything was already on edge for you here because because of everything else that's going on with you so and it wasn't your first choice to go to this place either and your hubby yes i get it it's his favorite dive bar and he loves the cheap food there um but i'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's probably a healthier choice for him to have to go somewhere else anyway so it's not all a loss here Am I the astronaut for not knowing my wife's age? It's not a great start. Not, not, a, not a great start. Also, this is a cake story, so this is going to get worse. Last week was my wife's birthday. I usually just get her something she's been wanting as a gift, but this year I thought I'd surprise her with a cake as well. It wasn't anything fancy or expensive, just a simple chocolate cake from a bakery near my office. I also had them put... Happy 44th birthday, Liz, on the top, which turned out to be a mistake because apparently it was only her 43rd birthday. Well, if you're going to get it wrong, you got to go the other direction, pal. They cover this in in husband orientation. You weren't there for that, apparently. You see, I am 11 months older than my wife, almost to the day. So every year for a month, we are the same age. I could have sworn that I am 44 years old and that she too would turn 44 last week and we'd spend the next 30 days both being 44. But after some elementary mathematics, it turns out that I am, in fact, only 43 as well. Anyway, back to the story. On the day of her birthday, I picked up the cake and headed home. I left the cake on the kitchen counter and as I went as I went to find her and let her know I'd arrived home and somehow we managed to miss one another in passing because I didn't see her in her home office where she usually is. But instead, I heard her squawk from the kitchen. Yes, it was a literal squawk. Somebody give me a literal squawk, please. I need to know. I headed back to the kitchen thinking it was the sound of excitement at the surprise chocolate cake that was waiting for her there, only to find her standing cross-armed with a look of discontent on her face. She just looked at me and said, seriously, and stared at me like she was expecting me to apologize for something, but at this point, I still had no idea what I'd done wrong. So at this point, OP's like, sorry, I got you cake. Like, I really can screw literally anything up. After probably five minutes of her acting baffled at my stupidity and me being completely confused, she finally told me that I had gotten her age wrong. This, to me, seemed like a very trivial mistake, which should have been quite easily overlooked, especially since I had surprised her with a chocolate cake. However, to her, I not only should have known her age, but if I did have to guess, I should have guessed lower than her actual age. Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently, I had... (laughs) Had I put happy 42nd birthday on her cake, it would have been okay. Yeah. It's now been a week and she still hasn't let it go. Why is age such a big deal to women? And am I the astronaut for not knowing what her actual age is? Or my own for that matter that is end of story here um i I can i can relate with op a little bit here uh not for not knowing my wife's age i know my wife's age because i can do math and i know what year she was born and if i ever have a doubt i'm like okay what year is it okay and yes i can figure it out i forget my age all the second time but same thing i can do the math i know what year i was born if i have to figure it out i can figure it out but there was there was a three-year stretch where i thought it was 30 apparently and candy thunder was like you haven't been 30 for a minute babe. Measure twice, cut once. There you go. Once I hit 30, I just stopped keeping track. Apparently I'm like, eh, it is what it is. I don't know. But if it's a big deal to your wife, maybe you should take it seriously. Hey, and guess what? If you're not sure when in doubt, don't push the goddamn number on the cake. Just say happy birthday. You don't have to put a number on it. Why would you, why would you do that? Freaking out, man.
Why, why would you put a number on there if you're not 100% confident in that number? You don't have to put a number. Why for do you do this? Beer today. Sorry, I got carried away, man. You're, you're up to, uh, to, give, to give some feedback here. Beer today. I'm not... I'm applauding myself. I'm sorry. You know, I, I have the same thoughts as you with the empathy. I've done this, not to my wife, mind you. I did this to a coworker. We needed to plan a birthday party of, I thought she was turning 40. So we ordered like cake and somebody ordered a custom cake and a banner. So it happens, but... I just, you know, it happens, but you can only say it happens if you've done it, <laughs> That's it. But, but I have, <laughs> I know. but I have, I know. but, but see if it was, I didn't know her well enough to know if it was like what her actual year was, but the women in your world, you, you give them the, you don't put the number on the cake. Exactly. You just, you don't put the number on the cake. Don't put the number on the cake. You got to be a hundred percent sure. Like copy of birth certificate notarized to know this is this is actually how you're and have someone check your math can you check my math somebody's got to have that math check don't screw that up i don't know if it's like full-on asshole mode because it wasn't intentional it was right it was more brozo like dude it was brozo very much so maybe four got to be a little bit on the scale maybe three i should have done it differently mm-hmm. if nothing else the don't put the number on the cake don't put the number on the cake, guys. Right? It was an honest mistake. It was a brozo thing to do because uh, because it was an honest kind of buffoonery type mistake. But now you know. Now you know that it is a big deal. Not wanting to appear older than you are is is an aesthetic thing. It's like, oh, you think I look older than I actually am. That sucks. I look older than I actually am. I know that. Um, it's because of my, my white beard. I get it and I'm embracing it. But, but for people who do care about it, yeah, play it safe. Don't put the number on the cake. Get yeah. Am I the astronaut for not giving my boyfriend half of my jackpot winnings? My boyfriend, 55, and I, 55, have been together 18 months. We took our first weekend getaway to Tahoe. His idea, he made clear he wants to gamble. I made clear that I won't be gambling as it's not something I've ever been interested in. However, I am happy to watch him, enjoy the environment, and people watch. He seemed fine with this. First night was fun. He played poker. I watched, learned a lot, and I enjoyed it all. We went to a lovely dinner, had nice food and drinks, and gambled the rest of the night with me completely content observing. Time out. This is my dad. I'm pretty sure. Like, 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 I don't know. I don't know if my folks go to the casino anymore, but the times that they have gone, my dad does not. He will not push the button. He just stands there and watches and observes. And he's perfectly happy doing that. I'm like, I would be bored out of my mind. I would be absolutely bored out of my mind. The next day we did the same. However, he was now constantly telling me to play something. Every table and machine we passed, he suggested I try it. I declined telling him I'm good. It's not my interest to do. I encouraged him to do and play whatever he wanted. Ugh, this just went on and on. Another time out. You know why he's doing that, right? So he doesn't have to feel bad. And also, if, if he's the one sitting there spending the money and you're watching him spend the money, he's going to feel like he's being watched. He's going to feel more guilt than if you are were also doing it. So 
It's like, yeah, come on. I won't feel as bad if you do this. So it wasn't completely unselfish motivations here. He took me into this high roller slots area and told me to sit down at this machine. Oh, shit. He then put in a $100 bill and said, play this. I'll be over there and walked away to another slot. I started playing it and I immediately started winning. I just kept playing. He noticed and came back over. He was so excited. I was up to $10,000 in winnings. He was going bonkers with excitement. I was just laughing. It seemed really weird, but it was fun to see him so happy. I played it for about 35 minutes. It was at $15,000. I said, I'm done and cashed out. We went to the cashier with my ticket and she gave me 15 grand. It was crazy. All I thought was easy come, easy go and why people have gambling issues. I immediately gave him his $100 back. (laughs) He said, he said, what the fudge is this? I said, it's your money you put into the machine. He said, oh, hell no. You owe me seven grand. I asked, how do you figure that? Of course, he went on and on about if he hadn't put me in that seat with the slot, I'd never have won anything. All I could say was, yeah, but that was also a gamble on your end. I could have just lost your hundred dollars. So we aren't together anymore. And I kept all of my winnings. Am I the astronaut for not giving him half of my winnings? Wow. Okay. Hang on. Let me back up a minute. He was boyfriend. For a second, I was thinking husband. I'm like, wow, they got divorced over this. Uh, also, he may have rights to half of it, but now it's boyfriend. Um, and, uh, I, I think this probably comes into like, uh, like a gambling etiquette kind of thing. And, and those people who are, who are, or, more a, a frequent part of that world would probably say you split it. If somebody fronts fronts you money to gamble, you split winnings with them, right? Because that's that's the the decent thing to do. But somebody who's brand new to it wouldn't know that, and nobody explained the rules or the expectations to her. He certainly didn't. So that was a gamble on his part. I think he expected her to lose it, to lose the hundred bucks, and he was completely okay with that. But in his eyes, like he made an investment here, and it paid off. So he should have rights to that. I don't know. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a frequent gambler, so I. I don't know what the right thing to do here is. Yes, she has to pay taxes on it. So, so if anything, she does have to pay taxes on it. So, so there'd have to be some kind of. And he said seven grand, and it was fifteen. So maybe he was taking that into consideration. I don't know what the taxes on that would work out to be, but it would at least have to be a little bit imbalanced because of that. Um, however, uh, yeah, of course he was excited about it. Now, if you had handed somebody a hundred bucks and they won 15 grand on it, of course you would want them to give you more than just your hundred bucks back. But the expectation that they have to do it and they owe you that money, I think is where he becomes the asshole. It's his girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. And if he's going to treat her like that now without communicating ahead of time to her what the, the etiquette or rules are, then yeah, that kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. And oh, here's here's the here's the the icing on the cake. The icing on the gambling cake is that she didn't want to play. He forced her to. He said, sit, money, play. I'll be over there. And he did that so he didn't have to be watched. Like he he spent a hundred bucks to get his babysitter off his back. He knew what he was doing. He was getting rid of his babysitter. And uh, and this would have ended regardless. Because if this ended it, it would have ended anyway. The title of this story is, My ex-boyfriend and I were together for just over three years. We broke up because our parents, my mother and his father, got engaged. 
They pulled a lot of shit, but I'm going to try to condense it. They spent months referring to us as siblings and introduced us to people as our children and constantly joking about us as though we were full-blood relatives when there's not even a distant relation. When they got engaged, there even came more comments about how we were going to be a regular nuclear family with a married couple and their children and mom telling me I should think of my ex and his sister as my siblings. A bit before the breakup, I had a pregnancy scare. I told my mom, who said it was good I wasn't pregnant because how will you explain to the grandbabies that you have the same parents? Okay. Red flag for that, even though my red flag's not working. We're on red alert mode here already. So, wait. Okay. Rather than rather than be uh, be excited about the prospect of being a grandma, she was like, I'm glad you lost the baby. Ask on one for you immediately, mom. Holy crap. And also, also somewhere in this, she's like, you know what? I'm going to choose my happiness over my child. Good start. They got engaged and had an engagement party where my ex wasn't in attendance, but I was. At the party, my mother gave a speech and said, Thanks to our children, X and OP, for helping create this wonderful little family unit of ours, aside from your incest. I then had to deal with that for the rest of the party, and X and I wound up breaking up within a week because now our entire extended family and family friends were joking about it. Hold up! They were still together? I didn't realize. I thought, I thought, like, once, once mom and, once mom and dad here explained or announced that they were together, that, that Opie and boyfriend, like, just immediately broke it off. They were still trying to make it work. And then they had an engagement party and they were still together, but boyfriend didn't show up. And mom calls her out for inset. Okay. Well, let's keep score here. We've got, we've got, um, I'm going to date your boyfriend's dad. I'm guessing after they've been dating. So I'm, I'm going to take this away from you. I'm glad you lost your baby. And I'm going to call you out for incest in front of a bunch of people when that is absolutely not the case at all. Uh, also, I'm going to destroy your happiness so I can have my own. Mother of the century right here, everybody. Mother of the century right here. The wedding was on Valentine's Day. We hadn't spoken since the breakup, but X contacted me and asked how I wanted to handle it, and we agreed either we both go or neither of us go. I can tell you which one I'd do right now. Not going. We both flip-flopped back and forth on if we were going or not, but ultimately agreed to go because it would look worse if we didn't go at all, and we were both asked to be in the wedding party. Really, though? Because the last time you were at an event with your mom, she called you out in front of everyone for incest. So what's going to happen if your now ex-boyfriend is going to be there as well? It went about the same as any other wedding would go, right up until the DJ said that our parents wanted to dedicate a song to their children. And then he played Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yes! Me and X left after that, but my mom followed. She said it was just a joke. We didn't need to get all huffy about it and begged us to come back inside. <clears throat> We refused and stood outside while we waited for the next bus. Then we got to talking, and long story short, we agreed to pick up where we left off, as we'd been apart a few months, but all the feelings were still there. We'd not had any other relationships in this time, and he even still had stuff at my place. We agreed that it was stupid of us to let other people dictate our relationship, and also agreed to severely limit contact with our parents this time around. Not full no contact, but very, very low contact. We've also booked some sessions with a couple's counselor starting Sunday. Uh, today, Today, my mom asked me to meet her for coffee, and I went, thinking that this would be a perfect time to tell her we're back together, talk about boundaries, and initiate the very, very low contact my boyfriend and I had agreed on. However, I ran through the rain to get there and didn't think to touch up the concealer I'd put on the hickey my boyfriend left on my neck last night. Mom immediately sees it and asks where it 
from? I was about two seconds away from George glassing her, but then she says, it's from your brother, isn't it? It was at this point that my mother pulled down her collar to show me her matching hickey that my ex's dad had given her. That's not part of the story. I'm just messing around with you. I then snapped, he's not my brother. She now knows everything she needs to know and basically says that she's been married less than a week and I'm already trying to ruin it. I got a bit upset and responded that she essentially ruined my relationship of three years in favor of her relationship of less than 18 months and we've only just started rebuilding what they ruined. She then says, clearly we didn't do a good enough job if you're already mending it. I directly asked if she was trying to break us up. She admitted that she and my new stepdad had entered into their relationship with the sole intention of ending ours because we said once in passing that we had been looking at houses a bit a bit under an hour away so we could have a garden for future kids and they didn't want to have to drive two hour round trip to see us. She, she's, go, she's going for like the triple hat trick here where she's just like every selfish decision that I could possibly make, I'm gonna to make i will ruin your life uh henceforth mom in the story shall be known as mother gothel when they realized they actually liked each other and wanted to get married they then became even more committed to ending our relationship because they'd rather we were heartbroken than let our friends and family think that they were odd hold on again i can only read this effing story one paragraph at a time because after every paragraph i'm like wait Okay, wait. They only started the relationship to end OP and her boyfriend. They didn't even like each other at the time. They just pretended so that they would break them up. That was the entire reason for starting it. Then they actually started liking each other. So this whole thing started as a way to make sure we didn't move an hour away from them. And now it's them trying to make sure their friends and family don't think they're weird. My mom left an hour ago. My boyfriend is at work right now. Phone off. Totally oblivious. I'm still at the coffee place writing this in a state of shock. What do I do with this information? I know I I need to tell my boyfriend when he gets off work, but how do we approach either parent going forward or begin to deal with this whole thing? I have thoughts, but ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring up Caden Thunder to give his thoughts for the story. That was like Inception with incest. I don't know. I'm at a loss of words for that. Yeah, their parents should probably have been more honest about things. Uh, What would you do if I did this to you? Yeah. Say in another in another universe, Candy Thunder, you're the love of my life. This would never happen. This is hypothetical. If Incestual. if you were dating somebody and I was like, uh, I don't want you to move an hour away, so I'm gonna pretend to date her mom just to break you guys up. What would you, what would you do? I don't know. <laughs> what are you supposed to do in that situation? Like, what do you what are you supposed to do in that situation? I guess just move. I guess just move. Yeah. I'm gonna like fill your exhaust pipe with snakes. <laughs> Exhaust pipe with snakes? (laughs) Something. Oh, man. The shocking part of this for me here, the the really terrible part about this for me is that it's not just the mom. It's also the boyfriend's dad. They are the most selfish asshats that I have ever heard of. Never, ever once thought about happiness of their children. They could only think about themselves. This whole bullshit thing started because they didn't want to drive a couple hours. They were willing to flush their entire lives, the potential of having grandchildren and seeing their kids happy and seeing this future that they could build, which is what every parent wants wants for their kids, right? They want them to be happy. They want them to have the ability to build the successful life in this family and and truly be happy. And they didn't want any of that. They just didn't want to have to effing drive an hour. So cooked up this plan to pretend to date each other so they wouldn't have to inconvenience themselves. This is the shit part that it comes down to. Your happiness means less to me than my convenience. 
And so I'm going to sabotage your fucking life. I'm going to end your relationship. I'm going to call you, call you out on incest in front of a bunch of people when it's all just a ruse that I started in the first place here. I am going to publicly humiliate you. I am going to shame you multiple times here. And I'm going to marry the guy that I pretended to like just so I wouldn't have to drive an hour to break you up, who we started actually liking each other, but also more so now we just don't want our friends and families to think that we're weird. So we're going to we're gonna follow through with this just to prevent you from being happy. You know what, Ma? You! I said it. This is horse shittery, bullshittery, assholery, every effing thing that we could cook up here and put on a freaking t-shirt. This is beyond beans in the pillow. This is like, I'm going to I'm gonna put her in a straight jacket filled with beans. How do you like that? Raw beans and squelchy beans. You get the full bean experience, mom. I'm going after mom here specifically because OP, it's OP's mom. I'm sure if there was a post written by, by the boyfriend here about his dad, it would be, we'd be going just as hard after him. But this just is sickening to me that someone would do this to their own child. Give not a shred of respect or love or care or anything about them. Just want to protect their convenience. What a piece of shit. Am I the astronaut for accidentally poisoning my boyfriend? And it's a cake story, so... I thought it was chocolate, I'm sorry. My boyfriend, 25 male, just recently passed his bar exam, and to celebrate, we and a big group of his friends all went out for dinner and drinks. His friends and I don't really see eye to eye. They think that I'm too young for him, I just turned 20. He's 25. And that I will distract him from his dreams of being an attorney. To me, his passing his bar exam proved that that is not the case. I was excited to be there with all of them to celebrate this and show them how supportive I really was, so I decided to get a cake to share with everyone as well. After we finished eating dinner, I cut the cake and passed it out to everyone. They all raved at how delicious it was, even my boyfriend. However, no more than two minutes after we started eating it, my boyfriend's lips and face started to swell up. He was clearly having an allergic reaction. It had to have been my cake as the reaction was immediate. It actually got really bad really quickly. His whole face got swollen and puffy and we were considering going straight to the emergency room. Luckily, the commotion at our table caught the attention of a couple seated nearby who happened to be carrying an EpiPen. We administered the pen and his symptoms began to fade. Even though his swelling did not get worse, he still did not feel well and looked a bit like a balloon, so we all agreed to end the celebration early and head home. I felt like a jerk and his friends were all upset that the party had to end and were blaming me for ruining the night. As it turns out, my boyfriend is very allergic to gelatin. We have not been dating more than a few months and I had no idea about this allergy. He said that cake usually isn't a problem for him, which is why he didn't hesitate to eat the one I had brought. We called the bakery the next day and apparently they do use gelatin and part of the icing on this particular cake. Okay. There's, there's, there's more to the story here, but okay. My boyfriend isn't mad at me for any of this because he knows that I did not intend to poison him and that I didn't even know about his allergy. But all of his friends keep saying how I ruined the celebration and that my ignorance almost killed him. They keep telling him that this incident is not the last and that he should end our relationship while he still can. I feel awful about making him sick, but am I the a-hole for it even though it was an accident? <clears throat> We're going to bring Miles up to talk on this too. My first thoughts here are he didn't tell her. About the allergy. She didn't make the freaking cake. The bakery didn't be like, oh yeah, by the way, in case somebody here has a gelatin allergy, it's used in this icing. It is ultimately on the person with the allergy, if they're a grown ass adult, to make sure that they are careful with that allergy. 
that's my thoughts. I'm going to keep it there so that we can bring Miles on and have him talk a little bit about the story too. Ladies and gentlemen, Miles. So the points you made on it are were the same kind of lines I was thinking. Um, also, all of those friends that like freaked out, if any of them had done it, I have a feeling they all would have backed each other up and been like, oh, wait, he didn't know or she didn't know. So I'm wondering why she didn't get the same treatment, probably just because it was a fresh relationship. But OP mentions at the beginning of the story, they were already trying to get rid of her. They were already trying. They were already trying to get rid of her. They just used this as an excuse. They didn't know. They didn't know about it. They could have been just as guilty for it. But because they were already trying to get ready for her because she's 20 and he's 25 and they're they're like, man, she's just going to she's going to hold you back, man. She's going to she can't even drink yet. She's going to hold you back, oh, man. The drinking thing is definitely a big one of their points. Guaranteed. Guaranteed because, yeah, they want to, yes. They just want to drink and party with him. And when she's around, they can't do that. Right. I mean, they could, but anyway, they were trying to get rid of her already. They just used this as additional ammo. They're attorneys, bro. What if they're already on a mission and you give them a good piece of ammo? What do you think is going to happen? Of course, this. But because it is so simple, it should be pretty easy to defend. It should be pretty easy to squash because it is so simple minded. It is bullshit. And all also, I think, OP, you should you should take this back to him and be like, do you see what your friends are attempting to do here? And also, it's more important to your friends that they have you to hang out with and drink with and, and do lawyery things with than it is for you to have a relationship and happiness. What does that say to you about your friends? Exhibit A. Yeah, congratulations. You're uh, As soon as you open up your law firm, you now owe, owe someone t- for the replacement cost of an EpiPen. And those are not cheap. Um, I don't know how much it really is, but it's stupid. Caden Thunder said. 750 bucks. There it is. Expansive. The title of this story is Am I the Askonaut for Threatening My Boss? Important info before I get into the story, I have a 14-year-old daughter who is diagnosed on the spectrum. She uses and keeps with her an adult pacifier. It helps her break the habit of sucking her thumb, and it has helped boost her confidence. Now onward to the story. I, 34 male, work in a tire shop. I am a suspension and alignment mechanic and get great enjoyment out of what I do. However, my boss drives me insane. He is 63 and lives in a time that no longer exists. For example, his opinion matters most and should be the loudest has to know everybody's business and thinks that yelling in the face of your neurodivergent confrontation avoiding employee is okay. One day at work, my boss comes back from running errands in town and starts talking to the customer we have in the shop. You know, I just saw the damnedest thing at the grocery store. Young girl couldn't have been more than 14 or 15 sucking on a pacifier. It was at this point I began to pay close attention to what he was saying. He continued, I couldn't believe it. A child that was holding a pacifier in their mouth. I'd be embarrassed to be seen with my child like that. Now, I know the parents probably make some excuses about how it keeps your car. I'll tell you how to keep her calm. Slap that bitch. Yeah, that works, jackass. It was slap that bitch. Instantly, I had to fight back my temper. I myself am on the spectrum, plus have PTSD, and typically do not like confrontation, but this is my beautiful little girl that didn't do anything to my boss but be herself. I pulled out my phone and opened my home screen, which is a picture of my son and daughter. I held it up and asked my boss, is this the girl you saw? You could see the color drain from his face. He immediately began to backpedal. It wasn't your kids. I didn't see your ex with them. It, it was, it, it, I, w- I wasn't the only one saying anything. I held my hand up for him to stop. I told him, I don't care whose child you did or didn't think it was. You have no right to be judging anyone. 
let alone staring at anyone's child. You damn sure shouldn't be calling a 14-year-old girl a bitch. My coworker D, whom I've known for 20 years, could see I was losing my temper. He came over, put a hand on my shoulder, and told me to go cool off before you do something stupid. He then told my boss it might be a good idea to leave me alone for a bit. After the customer left, my boss came up to me. He began with, I'm sorry, I embarrassed you. I cut him off in a slightly harsh tone, and I told him, the only person you embarrassed was yourself. You just pissed me off. I don't give a damn what your opinion is regarding my daughter. You had better never say a word about my family that includes my children's mother. You pay me to do a job, I do that job. My personal life is none of your business. If I ever hear or catch you saying anything about my family again, or if you retaliate against me over this issue, I promise you, lawyers, lawsuits, and the loss of your business will be the least of your worries. You can take that however you want. I walked away after that. That was in January. I still currently work there because the job market here is small. I will be getting out as soon as I can, but for now, I'm stuck because I have to pay my bills. So, Dusty and my fellow Thunderheads, am I the asshole? P.S. Thank you for everything you do. You're the first person I have told about this. Until now, I have kept it to myself. Wow. Definitely NTA. And although my animation isn't going to work to show it here, I'm going to do it anyway. NTA, 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 spamming them. Definitely not the asshole. Yes, you work for an asshole boss who needs to keep his dumbass opinions to himself. And uh, and for being neurodivergent and non-confrontational, you handled this just beautifully. I mean, for a non-confrontational person to hold their composure and say the words that you said, to speak from your heart the way that you did and to hold your ground the way that you did and not sheepishly cower or just let it go or let him browbeat you with his nonsense, I am proud of you for doing that because that took a lot. And if anything is going to light that fire, it's someone attacking your kids through words or otherwise, right? Your kids will be the one thing that light that fire inside of you to be able to unlock a level that you didn't know was there before. You went super saiyan. I am so sorry that you still have to be there. Hopefully, since then, how long ago was this? It was in January. Oh, wow. So eight months later, here you still are. Um, apparently, he hasn't said shit about it since then because I feel like it would be included in your story here. Um, but man, to just be there and have to look that person in the face every day. That takes a level of strength that I also commend you for um, to not, you know what I mean? Just, just not, just knock him out every time you see him, uh, just replaying what he said over and over and over and over and over again. Just know that you handled this beautifully. And if anything, I think here's, here's a way that you can look at this. You showed this toxic person, the ramifications of their words and their thoughts and pain creates change. Hopefully you created enough pain for him in that moment that you, even if you only have him second guess his thoughts before they come out of his mouth, even if, if only one time when he's about to say something stupid about somebody, he holds it back. You've made a difference in that person. And, and I don't want you to fully let go of the opportunity here to use this as a teaching moment and help someone who is ignorant right now gain some understanding. Yeah, it may be a lost cause. It may be. There could be a way to turn this thing around and you've already accomplished so, so much, so much. Super proud of you. There's an opportunity to do even more here if you want and if he's open to it. There's an opportunity to make an even bigger difference here and that could be like huge game changing. It could be a huge, huge deal and it could take what is a really uncomfortable situation for you right now and turn it into a really positive environment for not just you but for everybody. It may be highly unlikely, but it's possible.
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.